Visceralist Podcast, episode number 42. You can be reached at visceralist at gmail.com. Uh, there are also Twitters, Twitter accounts, iTunes accounts, SoundCloud accounts. You can have access. Free 99. <laughs> Free 99. Don't forget to leave a review. Rate leave us. a review. Five stars or one star. Oh, no. You know, I no. do find on Yelp the, uh, the one star reviews are, are the more entertaining ones. Um, though I have a theory that like different restaurateurs do like fake one star reviews of, of their com- competitors' restaurants. Of rivals? Yeah. That's pretty good. I could see that. Well, that's our conspiracy segment down. for the week. Uh, <laughs> let's get right into uh, trifling in NYC, our favorite segment. Um, do you have one this week? Um, I mean, not really. Only, I guess I was trifling a couple times. If you mm. want to go with my Paul Blart trifling, but then <laughs> liking the movie Paul Blart, yeah, I think that. But then also yesterday, box. when I. <sighs> finally realized that coffee sorry you broke up there say you want to say one more time that the coffee meets bagel or bagel meets coffee whichever okay. one it is oh <laughs> no we're not gonna get into that <laughs> i was completely wrong i was we're... completely wrong okay yeah <laughs> anyway uh <laughs> let's move along uh so my trifling uh in nyc um and listeners if you want the full story on that uh just email us visceros at gmail.com we'll let you know um maybe or not uh anyway uh mine uh mine's pretty quick too it happened uh this week uh at my job uh in the elevator uh i was leaving the office for the day and uh, but most, I guess most people uh, in my office tend to leave at around the same time. Um, and so the elevators can get a little crowded. Um, I'm on, at my floor, there's like three more floors below us where we can pick, potentially pick up more people um, before getting to the, uh, to the main floor or the lobby floor, exit floor. And um, what happened was, uh, so I was, uh, I was reaching the elevator bank, uh, came around the corner, elevator bank, some of my work buddies were there. Uh, the door actually opened right as I was approaching, but it was already crowded. And three of my work buddies got on and they're like, oh, sorry, visceralist, um, it's a little too crowded in here, maybe catch the next one. I was like, no, 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 squeeze it in there. Pack it, pack them up. You were the only, you were the only one they were gonna leave off the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> I, apparently, I mean they were sort of joking, um, but I was like, no, no, pack it up, pack it in. Let's get, let's, yeah, I gotta get out of here. Um, so, so I get on, and I'm squeezed in at the front, and then we go one floor down, and doors open. And actually, another work acquaintance of mine uh, was standing right there. And I was like, to his, since I know him, I was like to him, I was like, oh, sorry, man, a little crowded in here. We have to wait for the next one. He's, like, he's having none of that. 
So, so he gets on, and uh, he sort of squeezes in just to my to my right. There was a little bit of room, but now it's there's no more room for nobody, no how. And goes one floor down, opens again, and again there's one person waiting there. And I don't know this guy, so there's no small talk. But I'm like, okay, you got to be reasonable here. You get away from the next one. There's no way. And sure enough, as I'm thinking these thoughts, he he gets in. And he uh, he turns around and he sort of backs into me. He's right up on me, and like he was wearing this fur-lined hooded winter coat. Um, are you getting this? Oh, I'm getting it. <laughs> this is good. Okay. This guy starts backing. He was. He was so like, and he was like his his hood, the fur and hood right up in my face, on my face. I was so close to this dude, like I could I could see what he was thinking. I was that close, mm. and he was wearing a hat. And so, and so, my my work friends from my floor are are standing to like my left and right, and they're just like almost dying laughing, but they have to hold it in. Because this guy is like completely oblivious to what's going on, and actually, no, I don't think he was. I think he knew what, that he was out of line, and he uh, just—he's just like, "Look, I got, I got shit." Yeah, exactly. He didn't care. Um, Mm-mm-mm. but they were so then, so then, watching my work friends start trying to hold in their laughter, like I started wanting to laugh, and I just had to like, I had to change the subject. I think um, I think I started talking. I was like, "Hey, so you taking the train home or the bus home today?" To just change the subject, get my mind off it. But that made them laugh. Like that finally, like made one of my my buddy floor buddies uh, just bust out laughing. Like as the doors are open, and this poor guy, like that, at this point, he knows the whole elevator's laughing at him and no. me. As he gets off, he didn't look back at all. Yeah, he shouldn't. Walked away in his yeah, just get out of there. In his shame, damn. Couldn't he have gone down the stairs like one level? It's one level from uh, the lobby. No, no, no. So there's my company has like um only a few floors, but they're high up in the building. So oh, I got gotcha, you. It gotcha, goes okay. down three floors, but then there's another gap of like fifteen floors, and then it gets to the lobby. Uh, okay. So now I get it. All right, but still, he should have waited. Oh, definitely. I mean, the guy who got in before him should have waited. I probably should have waited. <laughs> you probably should have. Yeah. <laughs> so you know that's uh, trifling in New York. No, I'm I'm really sorry, guys. I didn't say that. Uh, let's let's segue. We, we have a big a big had that been me segment planned uh, for today. But before we do that, let's, let's uh, briefly get into our our sometimes lovable junk food segment. Um, <clears throat> I started seeing those commercials for the Taco Bell French fries. I guess they're called nacho fries. Right. And they, according to the commercials, they have like some some kind of nacho spices on them, and then the cheese sauce. The che- um, and so I, I saw the commercial. Immediately, and then I saw the commercial. Immediately thought of you. Right, fired most probably off the text message. Probably because of the cheese. Yeah, the you cheese were the sauce, first one. Right? Yeah, the cheese sauce made. 
it was. It was the cheese sauce that did it. Yeah. Um, sent you the text, and mm-hmm. I think you said that you had had some earlier that day. Right. Yeah. You could say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, so yeah, you yeah you so you sent me a text of when you saw so the, the Taco Bell has these new they're called nacho fries they are French fries with basically nacho seasoning or various Mexican spices and they come with uh, a thing of cheese sauce and I think they're advertised as being just for a dollar. Um. Now I had I did have them. Uh, you text me I think uh, on a on a Friday. I was taking a, a train from New York to to DC that day, and but as it happens, both New York's Penn Station and DC's Union Station both have Taco Bells in their respective food courts. Uh, and so it was irresistible, huh? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I was able to resist the the New York, the New York uh, Penn Station Taco Bell, I think, because I was okay. running late, so I had to rush to catch the train. Uh, but once, but I did. It was on my mind on the the train trip down to DC, and I I don't th- I don't think I had even had time to eat really anything, so I was really hungry when I when we pulled into Union Station. So yes. I, I did get them. I think I got the text from you after, like shortly after I had purchased them. It was actually a pretty strange coincidence. <laughs> now, so I, I had them then. I think, uh, you know, uh, I, I think I ate them in the in use, or maybe I got on the subway there, and I, maybe I was eating on the subway car. But over the course of that weekend, <laughs> I went to a separate Taco Bell in the D.C. area. Okay. I got them again, along with some other stuff, and then on my on my trip back from Union Station, uh, to, or from DC to New York, I stopped at Union Station again, and I stopped at the Taco Bell again, and I ordered them again, but I, I foolishly did not check the bag. Uh, so oh. when I got to my seat, um, and I opened the bag, uh, it turns out there was just nacho nacho chips, not the nacho fries. Just keep talking. You, I know you were. I know you were excited looking for those. <clears throat> excuse me, for those for those French fries, nacho chips. I'd be pissed off. I might just throw them in the trash, not even eat them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a terrible surprise. When you open that bag, looking for your for your nacho fries, and all you see is the nacho chips. It was really disappointed. I don't know. Did they at least have the cheese, the nacho sauce, the cheese sauce? They did have the cheese sauce. Um, okay. Luckily, so I, I um, and actually that that whole meal was a disaster too because I got I was I actually took the bus back back from DC, um, and uh, and oh, I got I got one of those Doritos Locos tacos. Along with- I've seen those commercials yeah. too. Yeah, and it was all fo- like the, the the shell casing was was uh, was falling apart in my hands, so it was literally like just like a crumbled mess of like taco shell and lettuce and ground beef, and it's just it was actually really disheartening. 
I'm actually getting upset talking about it. But anyway, I should do yeah, I should do a bit of a review <laughs> of, <laughs> of the fries themselves. Uh, yes. Look, so they're, it's interesting because it's basically a small order of French fries. Um, and it's actually, you get, you only get like 10 fries in the, in the, the little cu- serving cup. Like it's really. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what it costs a dollar. Yeah, a dollar to get, I mean, for a dollar to get cheese sauce and some, some fries, I, that's, I don't know, that's a decent deal. It might be more like 10 to 12 fries that you get. And they're, 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 they're thicker than like McDonald's. I guess McDonald's is sort of the fast food gold standard of fries. They're, they're bigger than those. They're thicker cut. And the seasoning, I will say, okay. is a nice, nice touch. Um, I do like seasoned fries. Not every fast food place has them. Uh, I was actually at a Checkers recently. Um, Checkers is known for having just, they actually only have seasoned fries. And this was interesting. Like, I was listening to a podcast called The Doughboys. Have you heard of this? Okay. No, never. So Doughboys is uh, it's these two comedians who just review. They they have a guest on each episode. They just review fast food restaurants. It's actually right up my alley. Yeah, I just said that is it's right up your alley. Oh okay. Yes, it is. Uh, so, um, uh, yeah. So they just recently reviewed uh, Checkers, um, which is actually called Rallies in Ohio. I just, I still one- don't understand that. Why is it called rallies? I don't get it. Um, it's sort of like the Carl's Jr. and Hardee's deal. Like in certain parts of the country, it's called Hardee's. Certain parts, it's called Cal- uh, Carl's Jr. It's it's owned by the same company. So rallies and checkers have the same arrangement. So, uh, do you yeah? So do you have any particular questions? Why don't Why don't we do it? Do you have any questions about the nacho fries from Taco Bell? The nacho fries as delicious as. If you think they look, yeah, they're they're okay. I don't, I don't know. Mm. I've been putting I've been putting Old Bay seasoning as you know as I, as I look over to my right. Even just now, I see my treasured uh, Old Bay canister that should last for a long time too. Um, so I've been putting Old Bay on basically everything I've been eating. So I don't know. I think and I think I fucked up my taste buds. That is exactly what I'm asking. Why is it in your bedroom and not in the kitchen? Yes, correct. Okay, well, that's a fair question. And it, that a fair question deserves a fair, straightforward answer. Um, and, and you're going to get one. Okay, I'm ready. Give me, this, give me the straightforward answer. Go. So if what you want and what is, is lawful and, and reasonable – is a straightforward answer for a simple question. You know, we're, we're, we've been friends for a while. Deserves a straightforward answer. And you're going to get one. I'm from the source of the information. Yeah. Straight from the source. Yep. So, what's that? I'm, I was. I thought you were gonna give me an answer as to why you have old days. Are you still on this? You're still on this. You're still on this. <laughs> I feel like that was so long ago. We moved past that. Okay, we can we can move along now. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to keep badgering you. Right. Yeah. Um. Oh, how is your uh, your rec league basketball going? By the way, it's it's going very well. 
You guys win a couple more Very games. Well. We've won four games in a row now. Oh, shit. Yep. Four game winning streak. That's great. Yeah. I love it. Um, that's very good. What are your What are your plans for Valentine's Day this year? Now, hmm, as you say that, I I I see Valentine's Day is on a is on a Wednesday this year, and if I recall, the last couple of games you you game dates that you've thrown out that I have unfortunately been very busy for each day, uh, but they've all been on Wednesdays. Say again? Wow. I was just looking at the calendar for Valentine's Day. Two down. You, my plans for Valentine's Day. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> um, What's your plan? You know, I actually might, I might be going to Columbus this weekend. Um, so I got to see about that. I, I have access, let's say I have access to a free air, airfare uh, anywhere in the country. So I'm, I might use it to go to Columbus. You didn't see that one coming, did you? I did not see that one coming at all. <laughs> <laughs> Threw me off. <laughs> exactly. See, uh, what's, yeah, what's that got to do with Valentine's Day? Now, Stop. see, now, it, it may seem like I'm deflecting. Yes. I'm not. People might see it as that. I, look, people know, if people know one thing about me, they know I'm, I'm all about straightforward communication and clear answers to simple that's questions. right that's who you are so let's move on to our have that been me segment <laughs> um <laughs> taco, bell, taco bell nacho fries i give four out of five they're they're pretty good wait, wait you didn't even talk about the nacho sauce the nacho cheese oh sauce. right yeah so you assumed for some reason that the nacho cheese sauce that comes with the nacho fries at taco bell uh was some sort of specialty cheese sauce that was specific specifically designed uh to collaborate with the seasonings to bring out to uh restore that feeling if you will yes definitely this is um i would look i would have loved that um i do think that they should talk about you know they've had the opportunity to switch up their nacho cheese sauce offerings they only really have one kind um seems like it's been that way for years and uh it's the same it's the same cheese sauce they put on everything else that, that comes in the cup i don't know if that's disappointing to you no, that sucks it is uh, disappointing it is um i thought that's gonna be some new some new shit yeah um i don't know like are you i it's, it's you live in this like fast food corridor there's a bunch of fast food places around you is taco bell one of them no, Taco Bell is not um, a member of the corridor. I don't even know what the closest Taco Bell is. Oh, I do. There's one by my office uh, on 8th Avenue. Okay. Um, the only one I'm aware of is uh, on 14th Street and, like, um, 5th Avenue. Okay, well... You know, maybe I'll try it. I doubt it, though. Yeah. Well, I'll warn you, uh, it's a little bit more than a dollar in New York. Um, more than a dollar? Yeah, which I don't know how they get away with advertising. I mean, they do this this, this price point. It's supposed to be national. But, I mean, you know, look, everything's like more expensive here in New York. 
Then they probably have some little disclaimer at the end of the commercial or something. Prices and participation may vary. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Which is basically like, it's like, yeah, nacho fries for a dollar or not. <laughs> or just not. not. Or not. Or we'll just charge whatever we want. I, like, no joke. I think I, I could be wrong here, but I want to say at Union, or no, at Penn Station. Now, when I say I was in a rush and I didn't, I, I didn't get any. I should I should maybe amend that. I did actually stop by the Taco Bell in Penn Station on my way to to the train. The but, line was too long. But the line was too long. Yeah, that's exactly okay. it. But I did notice that the price was I, I I could be wrong here, but it was I want to say it was like a dollar sixty nine or maybe even two dollars, maybe a dollar ninety nine. Two dollars. Yeah, it was definitely more than a dollar. I'll say that. That's outrageous. For, yeah, for ten to twelve fries, that's that's a little crazy. To talk to the Taco Bell people about this. Yep, bring it up with Mr. Bell. Uh, Mr. Well, apparently, Bell. Taco Bell was named after a, a Mr. Bell. Really? Yeah, which is odd because it seems like. Um, yes. Get out this of the, is why we're all here. <laughs> uh, for uh, our our fast quickly becoming one of our most popular segments it's the had, a, had that been me segment um, in which we discuss uh, particular movies or TV shows or actually specific scenes from particular movies and TV shows um, and say what we would have done and we've been there uh, in the past episodes we've done um, we did a few Steven Spielberg movies in one episode last episode we did uh, Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm scenes um, I was actually considering doing even more Seinfeld and Curb this episode or this week until uh, I an idea hit me um, uh, to do one of our one of our, our mutual favorite shows sitcom from the '90s. It aired on Fox. It's called Martin. Martin. <laughs> Martin. Um, and uh, ran for five seasons. Um, one of my yeah one of my favorite it's one of my favorite shows of all time i would put it in the top five of tv sitcoms of all time and i might even go as so high as to put it in a top three. Ooh. no no okay it's uh it's uh it's a sitcom, uh, this is a sim similar or familiar setup for a lot of 90s sitcoms where um, networks basically took uh, a popular stand-up comic and were just like, hey, here's here's a show about loosely based on your life. Um, yeah, have at it. Have at it. Be, yeah, do something good, make us money. Um, but his was, uh, it was, you know, in the first couple seasons, he was um, a radio talk show host. Uh, he then went on to later seasons become like i guess he had his own tv show and then they just sort of abandoned that and just had him just kind of doing random shit uh every episode um but it was basically just revolved around him uh his girlfriend and later wife gina um and then his friends tommy uh and cole and then uh gina's good friend uh pam and yeah it was it was a great show um great chemistry in the cast martin was extremely gifted um sort of i don't know like his physical comedy was great his ad li ad-libbing and improv improvising was great 
Um, he played a bunch of different characters that were all very memorable. Um, most probably most famously Shanene, although he played his his mom as well, um, as well as uh, uh, sort of a jackass, visceralist type character named Romy Rome. Uh, and <laughs> Kung Fu instructor Dragonfly Jones. I could go on for a while, but what are, what are your general memories about Martin or overall impression? With Eddie Murphy. So I always like right, it when so people... Start again? What what did you like about coming to America? Um, When Eddie was doing it. So I always like it when an actor is able to do the multiple character thing and... um. Martin did that very well. Uh, he made some great faces. Um, he played on his size a little bit, being a smaller guy. Um, it was it was all around just just hilarious. And I liked it when you could tell that people just wanted to bust out laughing on certain scenes, and then. <laughs> Like even like one of the ones we're talking about today with the CD player, you can see Tommy. Like Tommy had to cover his face at one point. Right. Like I can't, I can't with this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Um, I th I think this came up because actually the reason I think I, there was something in the news this week about a potential reboot of the series. For sure, the actor who played Completely Tommy unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. Yeah, and the actor who played Tommy uh, passed away a couple, uh, like a year ago. So maybe so, I don't know. I don't know how you do it without Tommy. I, exactly. No either, man. Let's uh, let's just hope they change their minds and don't do it. Right. Um. But anyway, yeah. Let's get to the specific uh, scenes. I picked picked out a few. Um. A, a few specific scenes and then just the, just a, a couple uh, a couple other things uh, as I pull up the notes okay so Varnell Hill um, this was uh, Varnell Hill was a character who uh, was played by comedian um, Tommy Davidson of in living color fame who i guess martin knew from back in the day and he he came up in detroit um but had become a successful talk show host and moved out to la he was running a talk show out there it was very successful um he comes to visit detroit uh which is where the show takes place and martin is at the radio station and he interviews varnell hill and you can see he's sort of jealous um, and at one point, uh, this Varnell Hill character is supposed to be like sort of a, a multiple threat. He can he can host. He's a comedian, he, and he can sing. And at one point, he breaks out into this song <laughs> that I I don't think is a real song. I think it's improvised. To it, to okay, it. right? Because I I don't I don't recognize it as being any kind of real song, but. You know, I it's, guess it could be. It's the kind of thing that sounds like it could have been a like a like a song from I don't know the seventies or eighties, like that. Like it could have been, but not and, uh, an actual song. So now here's another surprise for you. I'm gonna try to do my rendition. Just, to, I mean, the fans should really like just just YouTube search Varnell Hill Martin, and you'll be able to to see it. Um, but basically, <clears throat> excuse me. Are you ready? Oh, oh yeah. Let's hear this. 
you can take the children, bounce them on their knees. Bounce them on me, and then I'll... I can't, I can't. <laughs> I do the rest. <laughs> Did you miss me? <laughs> He just just throws in his catchphrase. You know, I was listening to the Reed podcast, and on an episode a while back, like Kid Fury actually just just did his impression of it. It's it's, it's fucking spot on. He did like he does a perfect impression of of this song. So, oh, he sings it. He sings it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna have you, to listen. Could, yeah, you can find that on YouTube. Just put in Kid Fury, Varnell Hill. It should come up. Um, but anyway. So my issue with this song is, or this scene is like, do you imagine that someone, some guy that you're sort of friendly with, just starts breaking out into song in the middle of a conversation? What do you do? You um, does it does it have to be a real song or the made a made up made song? Up song? A made up song, like. Oh yeah, I I let it ride and listen to it, and then I then I have a lot of questions, like, what the hell was that? <laughs> Why? <laughs> why were you singing? And where'd you get that song? You just made that up. I probably, I'd probably hear it out. <laughs> so, okay. So say, well, say we're at just at a bar with some buddies, or or just out, maybe in a park, mm. or or I don't know. I don't know. We'd be doing a park, but it's just like the idea, of like a friend. I mean, to be fair, it's a radio station, so someone singing sort of makes sense. But just to bust out a random, completely improvised song, I think that's what I what I like most about is the fact that it's it's improv, like it's just made up. (laughs) And that's your favorite part of it. Yeah, and if the lyrics are like, if you break down the lyrics, it's like you can take the children, bounce them on their knee, which I don't. I think he meant to say bounce them on your knee. Um, I don't know what the, the phrase to, to bounce. Ba- you can take the children, bounce them on their knee. <laughs> that doesn't like grammatically. That doesn't <laughs> like it, it. Doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, the and then he's like bounce them on their knee and then sing a melody. <laughs> and he said, and then <laughs> actually now that I'm breaking down these lyrics, these lyrics are fu- like ridiculous. You can take the children, bounce them on their knee, bounce them on their knee, and then sing a melody. <laughs> the Varnell Man, Did You Miss Me? Now, Did You Miss Me is Varnell Hill's catchphrase, apparently. <laughs> okay. I would probably let Varnell sing his song. Then I've had a lot of questions about where that song came right. from. Was it an actual song? <laughs> right. Is it an actual <laughs> song? Lyrics? Yeah, so I, so I, those lyrics are, are, are weird. Um, yeah, that would be like if I just started singing a song, if I was like, you know, I'm going to walk my dog, like, I'm going to walk my dog, can't nobody tell me not to, walk him on the roof if I want to. Walk him down the stairs from the roof. <laughs> walk him down the stairs. Now, now walk him down the stairs from the roof. Mm-hmm. Get, him home, get him home safely. Now rap about that. 
<laughs> but but you know singing it really like intensely like you might be like um, yeah yo, yo, like do you have a dog are you saying you have a dog now yeah i, I wouldn't know what to do why are that. you on the roof with him i might just ignore that <laughs> pretend like it didn't happen all right then. <laughs> Just, just pretend you didn't hear any of it and just move right. the conversation <laughs> elsewhere. Yeah, next. Next comment here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think yeah. I would. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't do well with that. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, um, I, you know, I like kind of silly, ridiculous stuff. I'd probably be pretty impressed um, if, if the song if the lyrics were at all coherent or it sort of like sort of came together, like, well, like walking your dog up and down the stairs and then on the roof, that sort of works. Someone, <laughs> and the idea that someone might tell you not to do that, that sort of makes sense. I don't know. Like <laughs> taking the children, bouncing them on their knee and then sing a melody that, that doesn't, I'm not sure that holds together that well. <laughs> It'd be a matter of, It'd be a matter of of the weirdness. Oh, I don't know. Look, I you know I hang out with some comedy buddies. They they can be pretty weird from time to time. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, I would appreciate it. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I would I would just either I think I would go with um they either or just have a lot of questions after. Right. Depend how good it was. Okay, well, let's let's move on to the, to the next scene. Um, this is the infamous Nino Brown scene that we mentioned earlier. This is um, in this episode. Uh, Martin has just bought a brand new uh, CD player. Uh, it's like a CD Walkman, um, which apparently at the time cost four hundred dollars, which seems insane. That seems a little extreme, yeah. I don't remember them ever being that expensive, but I guess. I mean, like, if it's, yeah, actually, now that, because that would have been, like, 93, 94, CD technology wasn't that new, but I guess having, like, a like a nice CD player, like Sony Discman, I guess if you get, like, a top-of-the-line one, I don't know, 400 still seems kind of crazy high. It really does. Seems even, quite excessive. But um, but anyway, that's what he said it cost. He loses it early on in the episode, and he assumes that one of his friends has stolen it. Um, this is actually an amazing episode, like, top to bottom. Um, but there's one scene towards the end where he finally gets all of his friends together, uh, Gina, including Gina, his girlfriend, um, at the house and he has a little sit down like a little powwow with them at the table um and he is trying to intimidate them a little bit so he has this big uh stuffed uh rottweiler doll it's like life size <laughs> and he's sort of like wandering around the table kind of like intimidatingly he was sort of like barking at them with the with the dog trying to scare them it's dark out. I think it's even raining. There's rain and lightning going on in the background. Now, this is a parody uh, of a scene from the movie New Jack City uh, with Wesley Snipes, where Wesley Snipes' character, who's named Nino Brown, uh, apparently does something does something similar. Now, I've never seen New Jack City all the way through. Okay. That's fair. 
Have you? I have, but I have. I don't really remember the scene. You do or you don't? But I've seen New Jack City. I do not remember that specific scene. Okay. Um, well, in, in any case, it, it's a classic Martin scene um, that is even parodied. There's a uh, Big Sean does a, a music video for this track. Um, I think it's called Say Plano Games, um, where he, he actually parodies three different scenes from Martin, including this one. Uh, but anyway, the point, the, the Had That Been Me part of this scene that I want to discuss is um, so the, the idea is that Martin Martin's accused his four best friends in the world of stealing his CD player and he sits them down and he's like it's like now one of you is going to confess before we leave here tonight now which one of you did it <laughs> now would you would you put up now imagine I like called you over to hang out at my place and I had like an ulterior motive and that I that I reveal when you get there and I think actually Cole gets up to leave at one point and Martin's yes. yelling at him I think he threatens him yeah I he did he threatened Cole and Cole sat back down <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not mistaken he said Cole sit your five dollar ass down before I make change um I know I'm not mistaken that's exactly what he said uh, uh that is so, so imagine, so picture, I, I bring you, say, our, our mutual uh, uh, jazz-loving and, and The Last Jedi-hating friend uh, to my place, and I sit you all down on my, my sofa, and I'm like, okay, now, see here, none of you is leaving until you tell me, like, I, I don't know, who, who stole my, my winter coat answer that you know i <laughs> you know i love that winter coat you all know i love it you all know it was dope ass winter coat y'all jealous of it i know one of you took it which one you took it what do you how are you reacting no i'm like i didn't steal your coat this is ridiculous and then i'm leaving and, <laughs> and assume i threaten you <laughs> assume i threaten you as you get up to leave you're just gonna push me over. This is even. This is getting even more ridiculous now. Now you threatening me. I told you I don't didn't take your coat. But then maybe that just makes me look guilty. I, it, I, mean, I, would, I would be like, okay, if you if you all of a sudden shoot up out of the seat, like, no, I'm not doing any part of this. You, that would make you look suspicious. Mm. And then as you're leaving, you sort of push me into my bookcase, walk past me, go out the door. That would make you look really suspicious. <laughs> Especially if no one else gets up. It would. But never does. No, you haven't. You, you don't have friends trying to accuse you or terrorize you like that? And that. And I don't, I don't want to experience that. Unless it's as hilarious as that, as the Martin version. If it was but. that funny, yeah, it would almost be worth it. I think the closest I could get to this is I think I, I remember a time I was in... um probably like third grade really like young and i think there was a an incident over a ninja turtles action figure where i, th I think i i think i broke it or I, or i like took it apart on purpose and, and thought i could 
could put it back together, but then when I went to put it back together, no, like nothing worked. Oh. Yeah, you got to replace yeah. that at that point. Well, yeah, ideally. Um, and I think some kid accused me of, of doing that. Now, I, now I had done it. Um, but I don't, I don't, I wasn't sure how he knew that I did it. Anyway, uh, it did, it, it was a minor fiasco and, you know, I look, cause kids, this is where you need to teach kids right from wrong. And it's a good, it's a good learning lesson. Good life lesson. <laughs> for, uh, for, wow. for young, for young, for young visceralists. See how I spun that, spun that around there? Uh, um, but yeah, that I mean, it's it is a great comedic setup, and like I don't know, they had they had built up the Martin character pretty well to like. It does seem believable that he would, that the, it seemed believable that he would be this petty, and that that his friends would sort of humor him. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you definitely can see the pettiness in Martin. Um... I'm a little surprised that everyone put up with it for that. I mean, especially like Pam and Gina. Um, you figure Pam would have left or said something smart right at the beginning. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's definitely like, he's risking some serious dog housing with Gina for putting her through that. Uh, right. And then, and then the end results made it all. <laughs> Yes, in the Maybe end result, it, it's revealed as a good segue, actually, because it's revealed that um, one of the si b beloved side characters, uh, this guy, Brahman, who lives in the same apartment building as Martin and sort of, but sort of is known for sort of, uh, we'll get to this, but it turns out he had actually just borrowed his CD player. Um, he, was on a date. <laughs> he was having a date at his apartment and he wanted to play some music. Uh, and he, but he never, he didn't tell Martin, um, he left a note for Martin, but he left it under the bathroom sink. Um, and, and Martin never saw it, basically. <laughs> so Martin was wrong and he did all this in front of his friends. He, Brahman revealed all this in front of Martin's friends. They were upset with him justifiably. Yes. As they should have been, I would have been <laughs> damn upset after that. <laughs> bro, bro, man, bro, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, yeah. Uh, as of like, as I was doing prep for this, like going on YouTube and looking at some of these scenes, um, I was like, man, I I could do a whole separate podcast where we I just discuss each episode of Martin in order. Um. um just doing like like a review show of every episode of Martin. Just yeah, actually, every I don't know about every episode because there were some clunkers in there. Um, well, you just yeah, you could just just choose the ones you want to review, yeah, I guess. Just, right, just the key episodes. I mean, I think my favorite one was. Uh, it was one where they they finally tried, like one one of the key things with one of Martin's good friends Tommy is that or a running joke is that he they don't know where he works and they just assume he doesn't have a job. Um, and this goes throughout the series. I don't, I believe I don't think it's ever revealed 
what he did. I've I've heard um, I think I think I heard this on the Firestarter podcast a while back that the implication is that he's a drug dealer. Um, from what I remember, the implication is that he's a drug dealer. But then I think he does something with kids, doesn't he? Do like some kind of youth program? Uh, that that yeah, that may have been mentioned. I feel like it may have been mentioned at one point during the show, but there's an episode where um they finally try to like martin and gina actually like sort of stake him out to try to figure out what he's doing and uh they they still don't want they don't wind up with any sort of resolution at the end of that um either because they he was in some kind of like fashion show or something like that Um, oh yeah it was Oh, man. But going back, going back to Brunman. So this is the next, the next segment. This isn't a specific scene, but so Brunman is a recurring character who basically just shows up in Martin's house. He he will often climb in through the window. Um, he uh, he says that he lives on the fifth floor, although he only holds up four four fingers to describe the fifth floor. Uh, there's another running joke. Um. So basically, I guess the idea he's, is he walks down the fire escape to Martin's apartment, um, which I guess you could do. Certainly in a New York apartment, I you know I have a fire escape outside my bedroom window. Um, I guess I could go down and knock on a window. I guess if I was friends with the people who live below me, um, I'm not, mm-hmm. and then so I wouldn't. I've never done that. Um, it seems really weird, but. Brumman does that, and he he's known for sort of just using Martin's stuff. And like, in one of the clips I saw, like he was taking a shower at Martin's place because he um, he uh, the hot water went out at his place. Another time, he like Martin just can't sleep, and so he gets up at three in the morning, and Brumman's in his kitchen making a sandwich. <laughs> and Brumman says, Brumman says to him. Oh, this is weird. I usually have the place to myself around this time. <laughs> and then uh, there's another one where Martin throws a like a pay per view fight party, and uh, I think I think this is the the first appearance of Broadman because he sort of introduces himself. Martin's like, "Who are, who are you?" He's like, "I'm Broadman for the Fifth Flow," and he like he's going through the fridge. That's how Martin meets him. He's like, Martin's like, "No, the you know." just focus on the game this is my food don't eat it and then Broman takes off his shoe and apparently his feet are really smelly that's also <laughs> martin so he tells him to put his shoe back on and another point he uh he gets one of martin's sweaters out of the closet puts it on stretches it out probably should have said up top like Broman's a really big guy he's like almost probably literally twice the size of martin and like yeah muscular. But he's not really intimidating at all because he's like really friendly and just kind of dopey. Um, which is great. He's a really funny character. But anyway, would yell because of that. Yeah. So Martin can sort of yeah he yells at him. He he's like in one episode, bro man. Uh, basically he's come, he is like as usual going to Martin's apartment to get some food out of his fridge. Martin's like, what are you doing? He's like, uh, this food's for your mama. And <laughs> Martin 
very close relationship with his mom. He took that as an in, initially takes that as an insult, and it later turns out that for some reason Martin's mom is at Brumman's apartment eating with him. So it was actually for her. <laughs> really bizarre. That um, is like really bizarre. Yes. So, in any case, uh, but they have a decent relationship. Like Martin, it never gets that serious with them. But anyway, so I say all that to say. There's just two points here. Like, A, I don't know, have you ever had a friend who's like that, just kind of comes in? And B... No, I've never had anybody like that. B... I mean, I... I've, no, go ahead. That was invited in, I guess, and gone into my refrigerator without saying anything. That's the... I guess that's the closest I've come to that experience. Mm-hmm someone yeah i you know as i'm thinking about it i feel like i i've definitely been the bro man type character i did i had this one friend who uh used to live on the upper west side and i i will say we were pretty good buddies and i would but i would from time to time just go in and go straight for his refrigerator uh he usually had some like kind of juice in there and just pour myself a glass of juice um, but in those cases, I was invited up to his place. I'm not just like showing up. Give me some juice. Give me some juice. Make a sandwich, then make leave. Sandwiches. Uh, take the, take the soy sauce packets. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, the second part of it is, I do kind of. I the, it is an interesting conceit that like, you know, you have all these resources in in your apartment that you're not really using all the time and if someone else that you're friendly with is using it does it really matter like this is sort of like the airbnb concept is like you're not using your house all the time just rent it out make some money um that part makes sense but this is a you're talking about a man that just comes in and and takes stuff and he doesn't replenish. It, there's no compensation from uh, Brumman. It's just a user. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. Yeah, he does. It doesn't seem like he does. He makes much an effort to, uh, yeah, to replenish what what he's what he's taken. I'm not even sure if he offers. You know, if he offers the same to Martin, if he's like, oh yeah, you can come down and take what you want too. That'd be a different situation as well. Like, you know, you guys have that sort of thing go there uh, he comes over sort of a reciprocal yeah arrangement. i mean i i i don't i'm vaguely curious what bromance apartment would look like i mean martin's apartment building is pretty you know it's decent it's not luxury or anything but it's you know it's fine normal right um it's pretty big building because they 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 do have the establishing shot that they show so they sh they show the exterior of his building you can see what it looks like it's really big um, I mean, does, so does Bro Man even have anything in his apartment? Maybe that's why he's at Martin's like, all the time. <laughs> he probably just has like an air mattress. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, that's literally it. And whatever comes with the place. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, Bro Man. Um, he in one episode he does offer. I think it's a Thanksgiving episode. He does offer to a, to because he eats he actually 
like Martin and his his friends prepare like a whole big thanks Thanksgiving Day meal, and for some reason they go out and they just kind of leave all the food on the table. Not I forget why they went out. But when they come back, they find that Broman has eaten basically everything. <laughs> and they're pretty, they're pretty upset with him about that but but it's like what are you gonna do it's bro man yeah oh Look bro man uh-huh. <laughs> oh bro man but but that, at that point he does actually invite them up to his his place he where apparently he does have some food left of his own oh okay uh, and so so they all go out the window and and go up the fire escape to to his place Oh, they they go the fire escape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Yeah. I look. If I had a friend in my apartment building, well, if you picture it's a friend in your or an acquaintance in your apartment building. You know, okay. like, like I know a couple. Like I know a person who lives across the hall from me. Um, I've met a couple other people over the years that I've lived here. And no, of course, you could take out that you know if, if someone just comes in and 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 just uses your stuff, obviously that's that's inappropriate and that that no one would accept that. So we'll 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 throw that out. But say you have someone that that you know asks you like maybe once a week. Say someone asks you once a week, like can I can I take a shower every Sunday that you're in town? You gonna you gonna let someone do that? Um, I guess. But why would they need to? What? Why would they need to take a shower? <laughs> What's wrong with their shower? And just say like, I mean, look, this is sitcom logic. So like, just say that you know, for whatever reason, on Sundays, on the weekends, they have no hot water in their in their apartment unit, and something. And they ask to take a shower like, on the weekends. I guess. And they're yeah. like, "Yeah, hey, can I take a shower on on the weekends for uh, like a year?" Sure, why not? I'm probably not. You know, I can't be showering all day long, right? No, they'll just take like a normal, you know, twenty minute. Eating, a, say that they have your bathroom for twenty minutes every okay. Saturday and Sunday for a year. <laughs> I w- I would allow it, but then um, yeah, that's I mean, that's not a big deal, right? Yo, okay with that. Yeah, I mean in New York, yeah, in New York, you're not usually charged like a water bill. No, there's no meter on there. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're like, and this would be like an acquaintance that you sort of know. Would would I do it? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think I would. You would not allow it What's if they that? asked. You wouldn't allow it, like on a regular basis. But maybe no, if it was like once uh, in a while. If it was literally once, literally and, once. Um, my water's out, or the super's fixing my water, whatever. Some some one time. Experience. Excuse, you'd be like, okay, no problem. Come do it. I don't know if I'd say no problem, but yeah, I'd I'd probably allow it. But like a regular, like every weekend, oh, definitely not. Shower appointment, would not. <laughs> <laughs> would not allow it. Yeah, I mean, although look, as I'm thinking about it, I am being a little hypocritical here because I remember. <laughs> well, this is a different scenario, but I do remember one time, I got locked out of my apartment. And 
uh, well, this has actually happened a couple of times, but this particular instance, um, it was late at night and it was really cold. And so, although my apartment's always really warm in the winter, the hallway is not heated, so it can get really cold out there. Yeah, of course. And I was, I was underdressed. I think I was just wearing like shorts and a t-shirt and I was locked out and, um, there was no one else here. Um, and so I had to, I didn't have my phone either. That was the, that was the worst part. I didn't have my phone. So I actually, <laughs> God, it's a fucking asshole. So I not, I went down to the unit below me, the one directly below me. Cause I kind of knew the, the guys and like some uh, guy and his wife, the older guy and his wife who lived there. And I knocked on the door, woke them up in the middle of the night. I was like, look, I'm really, really sorry. Um, I'm locked out. Would you mind just calling our super? Um, so he can, he, our super lived next door. So he can, um, he can just come open, open the door. Okay. That sounds, that's yeah, a reasonable like, request. I don't need to even come in your apartment. You have the super's number. We all have his number. Can you just call him and, and tell him just to come over? And they're like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> it's like, Wait, are you serious? They said no. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. He saw me sort of like, you know, really stressed out, like out in the cold. Like I was really cold. I didn't have shoes on. And why would he say no? And then he just closed the door in your face. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what he did. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh my. Now that guy, that guy moved out like. A, maybe a year later so i you know i didn't have to deal with him that much but i was like i was trying to like what was he thinking like he didn't even he all he had to do was make a phone call all you have to do is make a quick phone call yeah the super will be annoyed but you know initially he'll be the super would be annoyed at him but you know he quickly explained look this isn't my fault it's this jackass who lives above me it's his fault right and he knows you it's not like he's and yeah this guy's definitely seen me in the hallway numerous times before that Man, and that's that's so, bullshit. Yeah, so that was upsetting. And then so I, I literally went downstairs one more level to the guy below him. And uh, again, it was like an older guy and his wife. And I think they had a kid actually at the time. Um, uh, they, I, they don't live there anymore. But uh, so did, did the same, same spiel to them. Uh, and they're like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, we'll just call him. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, they called him really quick. It's like, yeah, he's coming over. So I was like, oh my god, thank you so much. It's so great. Wow. So, the guy's a, guy a jackass. Yeah, that was so surprising that he was just like, no, no, I don't, I don't want to. No, can't do it, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> no, he didn't even say sorry. <laughs> just, I think he literally was just like no, and just kind of shook his head and mumbled something, and then closed the door. Slammed it. It's like, damn, that's fucked up. Yeah. So now, actually, now I think about it, you know, I probably should be more. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I don't know. Like a a regular standing weekend appointment to take a shower. I'd say maybe. I I guess I won't say no. I won't do it. But I'd say maybe. I'd have to get some information from you. (laughs) Some money. You'd need something out of it. I mean, there would have to be I mean, something coming my way. Might need some kind of written agreement as well. Right. You'll only be in here maximum 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man. Okay. So let's. And, uh, we're 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 coming up on our our time here. So let's let's just do let's do one more. Uh, my my favorite side character from the show. Our recurring character is, goes by the name Hustle Man. Uh, is played by a, a then not well known Tracy Morgan. Um, and his his deal was he's always trying to sell Martin and his friends something, um, usually something pretty janky. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, mo- probably most famously he tried to sell um. There's a couple times you try to sell food items. In one case, there, there was like what looked like three rotisserie, like Cornish game hens, on a stick. Like literally, like, <laughs> yeah. a, like, a, tr- like a tree branch stick. Uh, <laughs> and that he said he marinated in pork and bean juice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pork and bean juice. Um, but like oh, that he was man. trying to sell to Martin. Uh, he tried to sell. A, he sold a pizza. Uh, to, to Martin, or he tried to sell it to Martin. Martin. Was, oh, that's he, right. Uh, this was when this was a scene where apparently it's really cold, and the heat like it was just really cold out. There's a big winter storm. They sent Cole out to get some pizza. He was taking forever. Hustle Man showed up with with a pizza box, like a large pizza, and he voted fifteen dollars for it, which. Considering Martin and his friends were snowed in and they're all really hungry, it seemed that just seems like a reasonable price. But Martin wasn't having it, and then Tommy steps up and he's like, "Hey, look, I'm always trying to help out the the brother man or the <laughs> man." <laughs> and then he buys it fifteen dollars. Hustle man leaves. They open the box and it's like a really like like a four inch diameter pizza. Yeah. Well, I don't know why it was that little personal pizza in there. <laughs> that was not. I don't even know. That's a person. That's a baby's personal pizza. Like a two-year-old. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Hustle Man had some joke, and then he walked away. Yeah, yeah. It's a good, so, it's a good one-liner of why it was, but I don't remember it. Anymore. Yeah, he's he's a hilarious character. So, um, so I guess he does always seem to show up at like you know very convenient times when the when the gang is in need of something. Um, I think later on in the series, Martin actually sort of became friendly with him and sort of used him and uh like i i remember he wanted to try to get wedding planning done on the cheap and so we called up <laughs> to help him out with that oh gosh so be the last person you know i i don't encounter characters like this in my day-to-day too often uh i will say when i lived up in harlem um you know there were people on sort of on the street because uh, I live not far from 120, 125th Street, you know, people there try to sell you stuff. Um, you know, back then it would be sort of like CDs and bootleg DVDs and right things like like food. Yeah, yeah, that random stuff. Random batteries. Stuff. Batteries is a big one. Uh, you know, I don't know. You probably I don't know if you you where you live in Brooklyn. You you see. Um, I have encountered this not as frequently as I used to. Um, I used to on the train a lot, random stuff. Say I'll see them, you know, on the train, people selling random stuff. Every now and then, people five line, especially people love to sell stuff. Um, sometimes they'd have those little trinkets for kids that were like glowing. Those random little things for kids, they would. Have 
have. And then they had the DVDs, of course, the batteries. Um, sometimes people have been selling headphones, the candy, you know, the, the candies. Yes. Those candies, kids, those guys kids. are out. Yeah. Basketball team is they do big. Yeah. Have you do you ever actually buy the stuff from the shall we say no, hustle, ne- hustle people? Never bought anything. I've never. never bought anything from them. I'm always like question where it comes from. Like mm, from your box, probably not. But I see people buy. Uh, shop stuff before. <laughs> oh, you're breaking, Various you're tech technology. Say that again. Um, not recently, but in the past, people will come in there randomly with things to sell. I remember a few years ago, some some dude was trying to sell iPhones in the barbershop. What? Yeah. On the subway? No, in the barbershop. Oh. Yeah, that's another good place for that. For how much? Uh, I don't know. I didn't even ask. I was just like, nah, I'm good, man. I'm good. <laughs> For how much? <laughs> you want to know? You want to know the details? I mean, if it's 50 bucks. <laughs> or you can haggle down to 50 bucks. For an iPhone, for a new iPhone 6? Or, well, new, a new-ish. I don't know. Was it in the box? No, no, no. This was years. Something five. Say again? It was probably like the four or the five, because it wasn't recently. Like okay. A couple of years was it in ago. the box though? He had a box. Was it in the box? Um, there was a box. I didn't look in the box. He wasn't showing me all that, but I don't know. <laughs> I did not agree. Okay. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I will say, when I first moved to New York long time ago they used to actually actually th- sorry this is before i moved to new york um they uh i used to come down visit uh i had a family member who lived here that i would visit and i used to love going down to canal street on the weekends because you like the the whole concept of like bo- people just selling bootleg dvds and cds on on the street was like new and exciting to me and like you know buying mix mix cds uh was pretty fun this is when like you know the 50 cent dip set hey no that stuff was, i used to like to buy those down there too that was good but you know. this was back also when uh they used to sell like like fake knockoff like rolexes yes on, on the street too like just out um where they would just like literally like have a briefcase that they would kind of set up on like some plastic crates if the cops rolled by they would just kind of just shut the briefcase basically and then just wait till till the cop passed by back open for business um and i may or may not have purchased (laughs) a fake fake rolex or two for i don't know they used to go for like 30 dollars i think Thirty bucks. Yeah, and I, I I may or may not recall that um they may or may not have I mean usually would break down within like you know a a couple weeks they would just stop working. (laughs) Did it turn your wrist green? Yeah, that was the other thing. They they uh, they would turn your wrist green because I don't know what I don't never knew how that worked. 
like it's just cheap metal rubbing off on your skin yeah it's just um i don't know specifics but it's like coated i guess there's something i don't know but but that's a sign of some cheap and they get the cheap chain cheap cheap watch cheap bracelet yeah, yeah I, I mean i mostly would get them just for comedic value like i just thought it was funny just to have like a big like gaudy thing on my wrist that said rolex that was- <laughs> <laughs> got a good chuckle out of it yeah we get a good chuckle maybe with, with the fellas just quick laugh and then then you know your your wrist is green for the rest of your life uh, <laughs> and i have to paint i have to paint on skin tone like the joker in the first batman movie oh my gosh <laughs> i may or may not have to do that to this day I remember he was doing that, man. Yeah. So I don't know. Like the Hustle Man character is pretty. He's pretty entertaining in real life. Also fairly benign, entertaining. Eh, not really entertaining, but fairly benign. You know, not really. They don't usually have as many jokes or as much char- charisma as as Martin's Hustle Man. No. Usually, usually, um, I'll say come with good showing off of something um, I, I hear people that have you know connections i think it's even like oh i know something. i don't know all the ins and outs of how these things work i wouldn't want to speculate um <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, no but you know you know i'm you know it's not sometimes you gotta hustle i don't if it works, you know, as long as you're not hurting anybody, uh, I'm good. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So anyway, okay. should, we can wrap up. Um, thanks for bearing with me and us for the the issues. issues Some technical, technical difficulties. Difficulties. I think. I think. I think it'll be all right in in the edit. Um, Enjoy your Valentine's Day, whatever oh, you're doing. I will most certainly attempt to. <laughs> and I'll, I'll let you know. Do your with best. A, with a very clear, um, concise answer. You if you're not doing anything well. Valentine's Day, I do have a basketball game you can come and watch. I feel oh, like maybe you're free on Valentine's Day. So. Valent- Wait, you mean this Valentine's Day? That's Yeah, this Valentine's Day. Oh, I have absolutely nothing, so I would definitely be there. <laughs> Send you the address. Okay, great, fantastic. You better, you better make a sign. <laughs> um, I mean, if if I have, there happens to be some extra paper, blank paper lying around my office, and I and also a sharpie, uh, I'll be happy to make a sign. Got it. I expect nothing, nothing less from you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this was podcast. <laughs> My aunt, you can play the children. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>